when the wicked man turneth away from his wickedness that he hath committed, and doeth that which is lawful and right, he shall save his soul alive. Dearly beloved brethren, the scripture moveth us in sundry places to acknowledge and confess our manifold sins and wickedness, and that we should not dissemble nor cloak them before the face of Almighty God our Heavenly Father, but confess them with an humble, lowly, penitent and obedient heart, to the end that we may obtain forgiveness of the same by his infinite goodness and mercy. And although we ought at all times humbly to acknowledge our sins before God, yet ought we most chiefly so to do, when we assemble and meet together, to render thanks for the great benefits that we have received at his hands, to set forth his most worthy praise, to hear his most holy word, and to ask those things which are requisite and necessary, as well for the body as the soul. Wherefore, I pray and beseech you as many as are here present, to accompany me with a pure heart and humble voice unto the throne of the heavenly grace, saying after me. Almighty and most merciful Father, Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, and hath given power and commandment to his ministers, to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth, and absolveth all them that truly repent, and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore let us beseech him to grant us true repentance, and his Holy Spirit that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen.
Here beginneth the tenth verse of the second chapter of the first book of Kings. So David slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. And the days that David reigned over Israel were forty years. Seven years reigned he in Hebron, and thirty and three years reigned he in Jerusalem. Then sat Solomon upon the throne of David his father, and his kingdom was established greatly. Then came there two women that were harlots unto the king and stood before him. And the one woman said, O my Lord, I and this woman dwell in one house, and I was delivered of a child with her in the house. And it came to pass the third day after that I was delivered, that this woman was delivered also. And we were together. There was no stranger with us in the house, save we two in the house. And this woman's child died in the night, because she overlaid it. And she arose at midnight, and took my son from beside me, while thine handmaid slept, and laid it in her bosom, and laid her dead child in my bosom. And when I rose in the morning to give my child suck, behold, it was dead. But when I had considered it in the morning, behold, it was not my son which I did bear. And the other woman said, Nay, but the living is my son, and the dead is thy son. And this said, No, but the dead is thy son, and the living is my son. Thus they spake before the king. Then said the king, The one saith, This is my son that liveth, and thy son is the dead. And the other saith, Nay, but thy son is the dead, and my son is the living. And the king said, Bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, Divide the living child in two, and give half to the one, and half to the other. Then spake the woman whose the living child was unto the king, for her bowels yearned upon her son. And she said, O my lord, give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. But the other said, Let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it. Then the king answered and said, Give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. She is the mother thereof. And all of Israel heard of the judgment which the king had judged, and they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do judgment. Here endeth the first lesson.
Here beginneth the first verse of the fourth chapter of the book of Acts. And as they spake unto the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold unto the next day, for it was now eventide. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of the men was about five thousand. And it came to pass on the morrow that their rulers and elders and scribes, and Annas the high priest, and Caiaphas, and John and Alexander, and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power? Or by what name have ye done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you, whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marvelled, and they took knowledge of them, that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go outside of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them, that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. And they called them, and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them, because of the people, for all men glorified God for that which was done. For the man was above forty years old on whom this miracle of healing was shown. Here endeth the second lesson.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
Let us pray. O God, who has prepared for them that love thee such good things as pass man's understanding, pour into our hearts such love towards thee, that we, loving thee above all things, may obtain thy promises, which exceed all that we can desire, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that both our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Saviour. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal God, who art the light of the minds that know thee, the joy of the hearts that love thee, and the strength of the wills that serve thee, grant us so to know thee that we may truly love thee, and so to love thee that we may fully serve thee, whom to serve is perfect freedom, in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray for our government and for all those set in authority over us. Guide, we beseech thee, O Lord, all those to whom is committed the government of this nation, and grant to them at this time special gifts of wisdom and understanding, of counsel and strength, that they may consider all questions calmly in their deliberations, and act wisely and promptly, upholding what is right, abhorring what is wrong, and performing that which is just, so that in all things thy will may be done, for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray for all those who are sick in body, mind or spirit. Almighty and everlasting God, the comfort of the sad, the strength of them that suffer, let the prayers of thy children who cry out of any tribulation come unto thee, and unto every soul that is distressed, grant thou mercy, grant relief, grant refreshment. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray for all those who have died. Receive, O Lord, in tranquillity and peace the souls of thy servants who, out of this present life, have departed to be with thee. Grant them rest and place them in the habitations of life, the abodes of blessed spirits, and give them the life that knoweth not age the good things that pass not away. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And finally, a prayer for ourselves. Into thy hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all whom we love, beseeching thee to keep us under the shadow of thy wings. 
Drive from us every evil thing. Give thine angels charge over us. Guard us ever in life or death, that whether we wake or sleep, we may live together with thee. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen.
in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The story in the first lesson from the first book of Kings, chapter 3, is set at the beginning of the reign of King Solomon, who succeeded his father David as king of Israel. Early in the same chapter, Solomon has a dream in which the Lord appears to him and says to him, Ask what I should give you. In reply, Solomon asks for the gift of an understanding mind to govern the people, able to discern between good and evil. God is pleased that Solomon has not asked for long life, or riches for himself, or for the life of his enemies, and he bestows on him the gift of a wise and discerning mind. In the colic for the Queen, in the coronation service of 1953, are these words. Grant unto this thy servant Elizabeth our Queen the spirit of wisdom and government, that being devoted unto thee with her whole heart, she may so wisely govern, that in her time thy church may be in safety, and Christian devotion may continue in peace. Straight after Solomon's dream comes the account of the two prostitutes who come and stand before him. They are in dispute over a baby that each claims as her own. Solomon is not named in the account, he is simply referred to as the king. The story may have been an originally independent folk tale, inserted here to enhance Solomon's reputation for wisdom. After listening to the two women, Solomon shows great cleverness in resolving the situation. On the face of it, it is an insoluble problem made no easier to resolve by the women's claim and counterclaim. First, there are no witnesses. The women were alone in the house and the death of the child took place while one of the women was asleep. Also, the argument is not between two wives of one man, for then he would have had a strong say regarding the outcome. Solomon's decision to have the living baby boy cut in two with half to be given to each of the women raised the stakes and brought the matter to a head. The woman whose child it was was prepared to give the baby up in order to save his life, even though she risked losing him rather than standing by and seeing him killed. Sometimes in our lives we have to give up something precious to us in order that something better might come in its place. It might be a personal ambition, it might be wealth or possessions, or we might find ourselves needing to give up our independence in order to receive something more lasting, more worthwhile and infinitely richer. By giving up something that is dear to us, we make an act of faith. We don't know what will come in its place. The real mother of the baby didn't know that when she offered to relinquish him, King Solomon would recognise her as the rightful parent. Nothing that we enjoy in this life is a right. It is all a gift from God. And that includes life itself. In St Luke's Gospel, Jesus says, Those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will save it. A version of this saying is in all four Gospels. As we continue to move out of lockdown and resume our lives in the outside world, we know that some things will not be the same as they were before. There will be loss and gain. There will be a need to make adjustments and to do things differently. 
when we pray for our national and international leaders, as we are called to do, we pray for leadership that is wise and discerning, that is just and yet also compassionate and merciful. We pray that God will continue to give the necessary gifts of leadership to those who bear the heavy weight of government in our own time. And as we have heard the story of the judgment of Solomon today, we pray in the words of the Colic for Pentecost, that in the light of God's Holy Spirit, we may have a right judgment in all things, and evermore rejoice in his holy comfort. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God, and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, be upon you and remain with you, this day and always. Amen.